Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and yams make everything better. I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jimmy. We're the Drunk Guys, and this week we are reading Things Fall Apart by Chinua Achebe, and starting with this beer that Nate tastefully brought. Uh, this beer is by Cool and the Gang. <laughs> what's, what's it called? What's it called, Nate? I, I Shake can't your tell. booty? <laughs> Is it actually? It's not by Cool in the Gang. It's no, not that's a joke. Cool in the Gang Ales. <laughs> I was surprised. They're branching out these days. Who the fuck did make this? Mars. Mars with a Z. Mars Community Brewing. All and, right. And what's it called again? Forest Dance Party. <laughs> <laughs> this is Jungle Boogie. Jungle Boogie. Like a pale ale? I forgot what it said on there. It's a pale wheat ale with Ruibos tea. What's that? What's Ruibos? Isn't that like a Ruibos? I don't know the fuck all about tea. It's a tea. It's made from leaves or some shit. <laughs> it says, malt it is, and yes. tea focused specialty ale that borrows from many styles. Tea and mosaic hop fruit Ooh. aromas jump from the glass. What's Jungle Boogie to you? I don't know what that part means. but Okay. It tastes like tea? It does a little bit. Yeah. It does have a tea element to it, but also like a kind of lightish, uh, hoppy, pale ale taste to it. It does. There's like a definite tea aftertaste. Yeah, it's weird. It actually is. Tea, I'm not a fan of that. It's okay. It's it's better than some. Not as good as others. Yeah, it's just weird. I like it in the beginning, but then it has a not good aftertaste. It's that tea flavor. So this book is uh, set in Africa, in I guess Nigeria. Is that what we? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like southern Nigeria, I think. Oh man, I could not. I looked it up because I was like, "What the fuck is this place?" And it's like a, it's like a there's a specific tribe or people. Around some part of Nigeria, I don't. I honestly don't know much about it. So. I don't either. I know I read it in high school, and by read it, I mean I cheated my way through that part of high school because this I didn't read this, this book was my my shining achievement in high school English. This was freshman year, by the way. We went to the same high school. I know, yeah, I know. I peaked. This. I peaked at one question. Teacher asked in this, and I was like, I fucking figured out English. <laughs> <laughs> then took the next yeah, ten years I'll, off. I'll tell it at the end because I don't want to give away the end. But I I nailed her final question, and I was like, wow. I can retire now. At 14. Never read again. So I did not read it in high school. I read it for the first time last week. I read it in high school, sort of, kind of, like, you know, cheated in Cliff's notes through, and then read it again as an adult, and then read it again two weeks ago. So I've, I'm the king at reading it. I have the most yams yeah. at reading it. Yeah, you have the most <laughs> Or calories. So it takes place in Nigeria in, I guess, the 1800s. So like the mid-1800s, it's, I mean, spoiler, at the end of the book is when Europeans first start arriving. But the beginning of the book is sort of more like traditional, it's traditional African-Nigerian culture. But there's actually tons of evidence of Europeans leading up to it. They'd like heard of Well, Okonkwo has a gun. Yes. True. But the the Europeans themselves are not there. Right. I but mean, they, this is West Africa, so there were been uh, basically sl- slave trading posts. Slave posts? Trading, Slavery posts? Sure. Yeah. Um, all through that area for centuries. But mm-hmm. there weren't very many actual people here. All cool. And the main character is Okonkwo. And he's the toughest, best dude in town. Yes, he very much cares about being the strongest, the hardest working the richest. Uh, and the richest because he hates his father because he thinks his father is just totally lazy. Well, his father was it was totally like a lazy. bohemian Ebo yeah. person who it's just like wanted to play the flute and wandering hang out. poet musician. And he only Broke. had two wives or something. Only two. 
But, you know, in this society, there's status in how many yams you have and how many wives you have and how many titles you can accumulate by making offerings to the gods and stuff like that. And his father had none of that shit. And Okonkwo was ashamed. And when his father died, he had nothing to inherit. So he was, you know, destitute. And he had to work his way up from zero. And now he's one of the big men in the tribe. This is a central part of his character. He's a an overachiever. Yeah, at growing yams. He's the king of fucking yams. Well, he's very driven. He's very driven because he doesn't want to be seen as being like his dad. Because his yep. dad was just a guy who's like, hey, let's just have some palm wine and play the flute. Let's get fucked up and party. And he's like, no, I'm not allowed to ever have fun ever again. I'm going to grow yams. And I believe we have a beer. I think we do have a beer that's appropriate for this. What is it? Well, this is one I brought this week. Uh, this is from Platform Beer Company. We had quite a few of their beers in the past. This one's called Yammy Yammy Sweet Potato Ale. Ooh. Well, did they make it just for us today? I they, Man, they when have. I went into the store, I was like, I have to get this right the fuck now <laughs> before those guys find it. <laughs> I hadn't even reread the book. I was like, I know yams are important. Let me get that shit now. Yams are, I think, 80% of this book. Oh, dear. That's not a good sound. That is an interesting interesting beverage. <laughs> <laughs> it tastes like Thanksgiving discharge. Hmm. It actually does taste like a pumpkin beer hey, to well, a degree. I think it's because of the spices and stuff. You know, like oh, yeah. cinnamon. That's a lot of cinnamon. Whatever in it. shit they put in there to make yams not taste like dirt rocks, which is what they basically are. They're great if you put a pound of butter into each one. Yeah, it's the <laughs> only way to make them better. We always eat them at Thanksgiving with a, a fuck ton of marshmallows on top of them. Oh, yeah. You put that and uh, so if you cut them, or if you something. Cut them, coat them in butter and sugar, they're pretty good. <laughs> you could probably do that with human shit. <laughs> no, that would still be... Uh, Have some grizzle lumps that with was... some marshmallow <laughs> and butter on it. And you're like, that's not bad. <laughs> it could be worse. I, did, I do see what you're saying about the pumpkin beer taste. But there is a... It's gordy. Earthier note there in there that is just... It's interesting. Bleh. I wouldn't say it's that bad. No, it's not bad. It's an interesting beer. It's definitely... Kind of tastes like a sweet potato. Yeah, it does. So I will give them that. They did not lie. They nailed it. Mm-hmm. It does. Uh, t- it doesn't quite taste like being the most powerful man in the village, but it it no. does have a sweet potato kind of taste. Which technically aren't sweet potatoes different than yams? Are they different things? I think yeah, so. Yeah, there are. Like American, cons- um, you know, supermarkets or whatever, just kind of use the terms interchangeably. Yeah, but but there there is a difference. But for our purposes, there is not. Clearly, <laughs> in the beer world, there is also no difference. Right. I think platforms are in Ohio, so they're like, fuck it. They've never seen a yam. Yam taters. So Okonkwo is a guy who's like, I'm going to be the biggest shit in this town. He's going to be the very best, like no one ever was. He's going to mm-hmm. catch them all. The all titles, the, that is. <laughs> all the yams and titles. Right. And so he's also a fierce warrior. and He, he cut off three heads. He yep. threw the cat. Yes. He did throw a cat. He wrestled the cat. He wrestled the he cat. He beat the yeah. shit out of the cat. Who was the lamest WWF character? <laughs> he was, oh, I'm the cat. He was Peter. It was Peter Chris. <laughs> Peter Chris, on his study abroad, went to Umofia, <laughs> and he became a wrestler. And he was defeated by Okonkwo. What do you think Peter K- uh, Chris's uh, finisher was? Like, what kiss themed wrestling move did he do to defeat people? Love gun. <laughs> Hit him, struck, <laughs> shot him with a love gun. Yeah, like like have him stunned in the turnbuckle, and he's like pew pew. Slap <laughs> in the face with his dick. <laughs> Like that, he'd have him Beth over, and he just hit him with a love gun. <laughs> so Conco kicks everyone's dick in, and he's the he's the cream of the crop, and he's super okay with that. 
Uh, and one thing that happens <laughs> is after a, his village's dispute with the neighboring village, and somebody somebody's wife gets killed. So a, a village, so not his. So the other village kills a girl, or like rapes a girl well, in their village. Or something. But and so as a penance, they get to take one of their kids. Yeah. So he gets a boy. And they're and like, so, we'll figure out what to do with him later. Yeah. So they so the their village has to send one of their boys over to Okonkwo's village, and because Okonkwo is sort of one of the richest, or sort of you know yeah richest people in town, he's like, you're taking care of him. He's your son now. Shit, what was his name? Ikemefuna. Oh, Ikemefuna, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is the boy. Yep. And, and Ikemefuna is, you know, scared and whatever, and that's living in Okonkwo's compound for a few years. Okonkwo has a compound because he's got, like, three, three wives. wives and a bunch yeah. of kids, and he's got that's all so the yams. So many yams. <laughs> <laughs> got, like, a fucking yam hut. He, he just yammers on. I feel like he goes in there like Scrooge McDuck and he just dives into the pile of yams. <laughs> He's like, oh, humming, yes. humming to himself. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. Yeah, exactly. Conquo. <laughs> 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 he just gets into the yams. And Ikemafuna's like, you are my father now. And the kids love him. And, and Okonkwo's bitch son likes him. He also likes this kid like begrudgingly because this kid's way better than his own son. He's a man. He's like a fucking shitty kid. He's, 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 he's not, not masculine enough. Yeah, he's not a man. He's not good at wrestling the cat or anyone else. Well, then, then eventually they're like, all right, the villagers decided we're going to kill that kid. After years. Well, no, there's there's uh, some stuff that happens in between. Oh, yeah. Well, what happens in between? The kid's going to so, die. You know that now. We'll have a beer for this. Uh, so one thing that happens is um, Okonkwo like, completely loses his temper at one of his wives. During the, the and, festival. And beats her. But the important part is, is during the she week was long... For it. The, the important she part didn't is, cook him lunch. She fucked up his yams. <laughs> That's really what it was. She like it was late with lunch, so he beat the fuck out of her. So the reason why, among other th- reasons, beating her was a bad idea. Among other reasons, because it was during a week-long festival of, the I don't know, peace and yeah, harmony like and peace something week. like that. Like Fleet Week, but with less fucking. <laughs> and sort of almost in a like Greek myth way, Okunkwa was now kind of cursed for uh, for the rest of the novel. Or just really bad things happen to him and things fall apart. But it almost starts with this one incident where he beats one of his wives. Because she went to get her hair done. She was late for lunch. And so he beat the fuck out of her. <laughs> yeah. And everyone's like, dude... This is like the one time that's not okay. And, and Any he, other time, we'd be like, yeah, that's cool, man. That's the right thing to do. That's your wife. Go nuts. Yeah. <laughs> and he like screams at her and like gets, tells her to run and gets his gun out, but he doesn't manage to oh, shoot her. Doesn't one of the wives insult him? He takes him? a shot at her. Yes. So he takes a shot and misses, and then one of the other wives makes a very under-the-breath comment to somebody else about guns that don't fire, and then he gets even more mad. <laughs> But what Nate's saying is important. He kind of like curses himself for the rest of the book, even though you don't realize it yet. And that's where this next beer comes in. This is not one of my best connections, but I wanted to try it. And I was like, let's save it for this. This one's called Whammy, because he puts the whammy on him and the tribe. Also, it sounds like yammy. It's true. It's a nice it's a dovetailed kind of effect there. This is a uh, double dry hopped IPA, I think, from Single Cut. Like 7% change alcohol. But he puts the whammy. If you're not familiar with that expression, the whammy is like, you know, the, the curse. The, is the that jinx. an actual expression? I've heard it from multiple old white people. All right. So it's appropriate that, for this book. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that also a thing in Anchorman? Yeah. 
Well, that's what the guy's whammy. He just says it it's like his, seven it's times. It's his, his catchphrase catch for sports stuff. Yeah, the, the, the sports catchphrase. When guy. sports happens, he yells whammy. And people are like, that's appropriate because that's what happens in sports. He's like, when I forget which baseball player he says, when whoever is at the plate and whammy. That's what happens. That's, that's the line. Okay. Classic film. Yeah. The beer's good. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. It is really, really nice. Double dry hopped, double IPA. 7.7%. This is, this is actually really good. I enjoy this. Is that kind of smell that I don't really know what the fuck that it's is? It's that like weird dry hop IPA hazy thing where it's like this smell, which it just, this smell pervades them and I don't know what it is. Yeah. But it's good and I like it. I mean, there's like a, a whiff of something piney in there maybe? Slight. Like a, like a, like a tropical pine tree. Mm. A pineapple. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but just the green part. Yeah, not <laughs> the boughs of a pineapple tree. <laughs> I think it's delicious, but I have no idea what the fuck that smell is. I cannot, besides saying that's that double dry hopped IPA kind of smell. Yeah, I don't know what it is. But it's yummy. My nose isn't uh, discerning enough. So yeah, he curses himself, though you don't realize it right away. Yeah. Um, spoiler. So we um, actually should have opened a different beer at this point. We can, oh, we can, right we can still open another beer. At this, so um, the boy named... Who knows what? Ikemefuna. Um, Ikemefuna. It's been living with Okonkwo for a couple of years. The boy, you know, the, you know, Okonkwo likes him and, and stuff like that. He's a, but good, then, he's a good fake son. But then he goes to the Oracle, which is some like... We can get there later too, though. Okay, there we go. So he goes to the Oracle. So the Oracle, which is, you know, just like a crazy like witch doctor guy. It's an old lady. It's an old lady. Witch doctor, old lady. Says that the boy needs to be killed. Like, for some reason, it's just like the gods have decreed that the boy needs to be killed. I don't even really the know. The entrails of this foul tell me. Yeah, exactly. He's been there for a few years at this point. Yeah, a few years. And Okonkwo uh, is, is sort of told, like, you shouldn't be the one to kill him. But Okonkwo doesn't look weak, doesn't want to look weak. And so he's like, nope, I'll do it. So they literally, he and a couple of other warrior guys bring the boy out to the woods and kill him. Well, they're like, Okonkwo has to go on this journey because they're like, we're going to take you back to, to your with, village. With him, and yeah. the kid's like, that seems weird. Why are you guys all walking behind me holding machetes? Like, just keep walking. <laughs> it's cool. And then Don't question. they try to kill him, the people in front, and they tell Okonkwo to like, hang back. Don't fucking do that, dude. And somebody, you know, strikes him and he doesn't kill the kid right away. And, o- and then he runs to Okonkwo. He's like, father, they're trying to kill me. And Okonkwo's like, oh, no, they're not. I'm going to kill you. And then he cuts his head off, basically. With a single cut? Ooh. Yeah. He does that a couple times in the book, actually. He single cuts some motherfuckers. Yeah, he does. So then they're like, "You, that was a bad move, Okonkwo. He's like, I don't want to look like a bitch. Because he's not a bitch. That's his mantra. So, and then the next part is the funeral. So it's not the funeral for the boy. It's the funeral for somebody else. There's I'm like an elder guy, it older it's dude. Like, and so a, a, a really sort of, it seems like an unfortunate accident happens to Okonkwo next, is that he, um, he's at a funeral for some somebody. Village elder. Village elder. And during, and he has his gun there because they're going to do a, like a salute. They like all like shoot in salute. the sky. Yeah. And it, while, and his gun accidentally goes off and kills somebody, kill, kills somebody else's son. His gun explodes. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's, and it's like a, the pieces of the gun hit this kid. Isn't this just a wedding ceremony? Uh, no, it's at a funeral. The funeral. Oh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so because Okonkwo ac- killed 
technically, because it was his gun, uh, killed this other person's son, Okonkwo and his family, they have to leave. They have to go and live just totally somewhere else for some other village well, for a the, couple of the years. The village of his mother. Village of his mother, right. Um, it has to go years. for, yes, yeah, seven years. And while Okonkwo is away, he's... They burned down all his shit. They yeah, just break a his house. A lot of things, bad things happen. I mean, for one thing, he knows that his sort of influence in the village is going to kind of disappear because, you know, he's just gone. He's just kind of not there. And because seven years is really a pretty long time. Also, um, some uh, Christian missionaries also arrive in the village and start converting people. And so when uh, Okonkwo, Okonkwo finally, after his seven years are up and he comes back, he's, is, everything has changed, or at least a lot of things have changed. And in the time he's left, his son has left him. Well, to a, join the missionaries and become a Christian. You know, Conco is like, is this the real life? Yes. Or is this his fantasy? Is it, oh, no, it's real. Okay. So this next beer. It's also oh, single cut. Also by single cut. Is this the real life? And I forget what the details of this beer are. A double dry hopped IPA. Oh, all right. 7.2. 116 Ibus, which is almost Ibo. <laughs> almost Ibo. That's a really. We should try this. Like have this next to the other whammy. They're like very interesting compliments. I like this. This is good. It's 116 IBUs. It it sh- that that means like, like really, really bitter. Yeah. Right. I mean, it, I don't think it tastes I don't that think bitter. It, is. it does. It, try it next to the the previous single cut one. It does not taste more bitter. It's delicious. Actually, I think I prefer the uh, the the whammy, but but it's good. The whammy has more of like a citrus flavor. Now that I compare them, I fucks with both. Oh, they're both great. Yeah. No, isn't there a big scene with the oracle, though, that we skipped over? Because that's why I got that other beer. <laughs> Where he follows the wife and the daughter. The, the... So there's all sorts of other stuff that's happening throughout all this. He does an occasional, like, good thing. Well, there's all sorts of other stuff where they... Uh, Achebe kind of fleshes out what the society is like about their traditions and their beliefs. Oh, like burying the... If, if the wife keeps having a... You can't have twins. Twins have, are an abomination. Twins are an abomination. But if they have, like, a baby who is stillborn or dies young... You have to disfigure they it. have to like, yeah, they have to, they have to disfigure it horribly so that the spirit doesn't go back into the mother and keep giving you stillborn children. Yeah, I forgot what the word for that was, but there, there were these things like these women who kept having stillborn children, or women who kept giving birth to twins, and the twins they would just leave in the forest and ex- in the evil forest and expose them. It's like, all right, mm-hmm. they go there and die. Yeah, and if people died in the wrong way, they just get they don't get buried; they get left in the forest. And there's all these sorts of other things to fleshing out the belief systems and the, you know, what we, you know, uh, traditions or taboos or what we'd probably would call superstitions of these people. And Okonkwo is heavily, heavily invested in all this. And there's another scene earlier on with the, I think it's Egugu is the word, right? For like the, the spirits that come and they wear the masks and everybody like, oh, yeah. like, there's like a council of these spirits that come out and they ask questions and shit. And they dance around, and it's like, oh, no, that's the spirit of this and the spirit of that. But then there's a line, like, and that spirit walked exactly like Okonkwo walks. You know, like... They, no, like they're, they're clearly, like, the people from the village. Of course, but, yeah. but everybody's able but to just suspend their disbelief. Yeah. And be like, oh, no, no, that's not Okonkwo. That's the spirit of whoever now. Like he, he, that guy is speaking, he's, he's predicting what's going to happen next. Or he's, he's the spirit from the other world telling us advice or whatever. And they listen to these things, even though it's just the same people. Prognosticator. Well, there you go. The same people in the village wearing a mask in a different context, and their world is completely able to just kind of shift view and go from like... Well, they're very into like the beliefs of spirits are definitely real, 
and we gotta listen to them, and that's what like the oracles and the wise people and the shamans are all like in com- in communication with. So I just want to say that because there's other scenes I can't remember exactly where yeah. they occur because they don't really matter timeline wise in terms mm-hmm. of the, the yeah. plot of the book. I think he has to go. He has to follow because his daughter's sick. His daughter is sick because she was the child who lived, but longer than the, her previous, the mother's previous kids, and they believe that they finally. Scared the spirit away, but she was always like a sick kid. She was like kid number nine or something yeah. ridiculous like that. But she'd made it past, you know, five or something or eight. And, and it was his favorite kid. He yeah. She had been born a boy. But she, she was sick again. And so he gives her to the witch doctoress, the shaman, shawoman. The oracle. And, and he has to watch out for her, but he like follows far enough away because he's not supposed to even be there at all. But they're like, we get it. It's cool. You wouldn't watch out for her. But we won't tell anyone because they want to know he's a big softy for his daughter. Because his son is such a disappointment by being a bitch. Yeah. There's also another thing. It's like a throwaway line that supports this earlier in the book. When they're having some sort of meeting and the man says something and the man is not a high-ranking guy in, in the um, town, in the village, whatever. And Okongo's like, women don't get to talk here. <laughs> he like shuts yeah. that guy up. And everyone's like, dude, that wasn't cool. Like, <laughs> no, that guy's a bitch. <laughs> Fuck him. And it just made me think of... Um, the ridiculous kind of shit like Mike Tyson says, if you ever watch clips of him talking to people, there's an excellent clip where he's in like a press thing where there's a whole bunch of interviewers or reporters and a you know, woman asks a question about something, you know, legitimate boxing thing probably or a personal thing. And he's like, I don't usually talk to women unless I fornicate with them first. So unless you want to, you know. Fornicate with them first. You wow. should be quiet. And like, it's not that Okonkwo said, I want to fuck you to death to this guy, but it was the same element of like, go fuck yourself. I'm not talking to you anymore. Dismissiveness. It's like, and in like a, such an insulting way that I couldn't, I had just seen this video like a few weeks ago. And if it was, in I the watch mo- it every year to make, just make if myself it was better in the myself. modern era, it would have, everyone would have gone, oh, afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> right. <yeah. laughs> Got him. Like, oh, roasted. <laughs> But yeah, it's like, uh, sorry, only men get to talk at this meeting. And then they're like, Okonkwo, that's not cool. That guy's, he's, he's, he's good people. And Okonkwo's like, no, he's not. He's a bitch-ass motherfucker. That's a fucking bitch. Is Okonkwo a bitch? He let's is come not back a to bitch. That at the end. Yeah. yeah, we should. At actually, the end. Right? In we the haven't talked about that in a while. Let's drink mm-hmm. the Oracle, because we've mentioned the Oracle a hundred times. What's really going to bake your noodle is if you would have knocked over the vase if I didn't say anything. Paraphrasing the Matrix. Is the ma- yeah, is it the Matrix? The there, there is no spoon. So this is the Oracle by Bell's Brewing Company, Bell's Brewery from Comstock, Michigan. This is a double IPA. That's all it says. It says intensely hoppy to make. Oh God! That is sure to make you as all-knowing as Pythia. No, this is definitely Holy intensely Lord. hoppy. This is old school kind yeah. of IPA, like West mm-hmm. Coast IPA. I dig it. It's kind of the thing that's no longer popular anymore. It's got a good flavor. But that bitterness is fucking intense. I don't think it's that bad. It's pretty bitter. It's 10% alcohol. Wow. Oh, dear God. Jesus. Don't want to waste that one. It's very strong. I pound you down like one of Okonkwo's wives. He did do that, yeah. He did. And he was like gearing up to get a fourth wife. He was like, I'm going to get an extra wife. He was, and then he shot a kid by accident. What, and the next one's free? It's like a sandwich card <laughs> thing. Yeah, you get like so many wives, you get the next one free. Baker, Baker doesn't. <laughs> yeah, a bigger dozen of wives. <laughs> he was getting close to a bigger dozen of kids, though. Like he'd, half of the children don't even have names. And then his other son was like, "Hey," and he was like, "Fuck you, son. Be a man." Next chapter. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, 
Nice segue. You were doing so well with the segues earlier. I, I well, no, I had one good one. He nailed the segue. It was yeah, fantastic. It was like one of Okonkwo's wives. <laughs> <laughs> so, Things are falling apart. So now, they are. Yes. So while Okonkwo was away for his seven years, and the Christian missionaries come in, they managed to actually convert a number of people. And one thing, one way they did it, which was kind of interesting. So they got a couple people right away, but then the villagers, they tried to trick the Christian missionaries, but they did it in kind of a dumb way. So they said, I know, we'll make them go build their their houses or their huts or their church. Church can give us some land. Yeah, we'll give them some land, but we'll put it, we'll, we'll give it to, we'll, uh, we'll give them land in the haunted forest. Because and then, but because it's the haunted forest, there's they will die because the spirits of the haunted forest will totally, will totally kill these white men. And so the white men go over, they build their huts, they build their church, and they're totally fine. It's because dead twin babies is the greatest uh, foundational support for a structure. <laughs> it turns out. <laughs> And the Christian missionaries are fine, and because they're fine, because they're not getting killed by the evil spirits, they win a bunch more converts. That shows that their god is more powerful than the other god. Yeah. That's like the, mm-hmm. the classic problem with polytheism. You know, like, if you believe in multiple gods, or henotheism, a term people don't use too often, where you believe there are multiple gods, but you only actually worship one, and then someone's like, my god's kicking the shit out of your god, and you see some evidence, you're like, oh fuck going with that god now and that's exactly what happens to these people they're like religious oh. front runners that's exactly what they are but it, first it kind of takes the people who are like the the outer rung of society like Okonkwo's bitch son all the outcasts the outcasts all like the twins a random the yeah, random albino guy or whatever like all the people that they're, they're like ooh you don't get to live with us you're awful you're unclean or you're evil or you're a ghost and then they're like no I'm, I'm really just it's Gary, actually. And then like, no, no, you fuck you. You go live in the evil forest. And then they're like, oh, you could be, you could hang out here in the church with us and, uh, you know, ride a bicycle. Which, what they forgot what they got, like the, the iron horse. Iron horse. Didn't they kill the guy in the, in the first guy they met him? The first guy, well, they heard the legend about, like, some, like, a white man came on an iron horse and they're like, what the fuck is this? And so they killed him. And then they heard about how the village was wiped out. Oh, Because right, right. the Europeans came and said, all right, fuck you. And they killed them all, so they thought he was some sort of, like, harbinger. Which he was. <laughs> yes. Unintentionally. Some poor 19-year-old schmuck. I'm just going to go save their souls. Like, yeah, you go do that, Matthias. I'm going to get sunburned every day. <laughs> I'm doing it for Jesus. <laughs> and they fucking killed his ass. Yeah. And they tied his iron horse to a tree. I have two more beers. One makes sense right now. Because we're talking about their belief system stuff, which is important to the whole book. Even though I don't know a fucking goddamn thing about Ebo worship not a thing i mean except for what i read in this oh yeah 100 yeah. this is called idolatrous ipa by stone because they worship various idols and there's even a thing in, in okonkwo's compound like his little you know shrine to his personal gods who don't i mean some of them have names but it's not repeated enough for me to actually remember it's billy names. idol yes billy idol and eric idol it's spelled oh, differently but yeah. it's also idol yeah they worship the Great Python. <laughs> well, the Great Python is a thing later. It's true. Oh, man. I didn't even plan that. So you're like not supposed to kill the Python because it's like, a, Cause it's like a holy creature. And then someone kills it and they're like, dude, you're fucking cursed. You're definitely going to die now. And then he doesn't die because he converted. Oh, and yeah. They're like, and they're like, oh, man, maybe, it's, maybe that god is more powerful than our gods. He can let you kill snakes. 
What do you think of the beer? It's good. It's another IPA. It's totally fine. Yeah, right? I agree. It's a solid IPA. I feel like Stone has a lot of beers that are like this. They're like, it's good beer. It's okay. Yeah. And then they have a handful of beers that are like, oh, man, that's really good. And probably also a handful that you're like, that's really not my thing. Almost all their like super hoppy shit is not my thing, which is they do a lot of. Well, they're I mean they they're from California. They make that West Coast kind of IPA thing. That they also hoppy side. They is it them that run Arrogant Bastard? Yep, Arrogant Bastard is a pretty goddamn hoppy beer. This though, kind of meh, and it's from their Hop Worship series. Generally, I don't know what that means either. It's seven percent alcohol IPA. It's with El Dorado and Mosaic hops. Not really the hop names you see too often around here at least you see a lot more like citra and galaxy and i see mosaic a lot mosaic you see yeah but eldorado that's god that's the first i've heard of that it's just not you see it sometimes i don't know how expensive these things are that could be part of it but in terms of like the juicy flavors these are not those kind of things typically it seems at least in my experience so uh they come back to the village they come back to the village and things are really changed because there are a lot of uh, i mean a lot of the village has become uh christian and, and then like, there's the thing with like the two teachers there's like the, the not not the or the priest or something like that and one of them is kind of like a nice guy that they like and then the other guy is like a total bastard the, the, well, the one priest, guy bad priest yeah, yeah the good priest bad priest like the one priest that they liked left or died or something something like and that. they replaced him with some like fire and brimstone crazy preacher yep and so this crazy preacher who totally so the first preacher was okay with trying to mix the sort of uh ebo traditional like legends and in culture and into christianity just to get people to kind of buy into it the new guy is not that way at all he's a very much you know uh, only christianity is the right thing yeah very much a fundamentalist only christianity is the right thing you have to practice it this way end of story and so he makes everyone really mad. Is this the point where they have the translator who's from the other village? Because that was fucking hysterical. That's it. That's when they're all being held ransom. Oh, it's much later? Okay. No, it's, I mean, it's... It's right. Later. It's coming up to that point. All right. Um, I'll save it because so, that's my favorite part of the book. So the village literally burns down the church to, like, destroy it. I forget exactly why though like something happens right they get pissed off about something yeah they just they get pissed so this this guy this it kills the snake right i forget but they killed but the, the they get really mad and they burn down the church but then because the, now there are actual some there's some white government in the area and there's some actual like court system set up and a little bit of law enforcement the white government sends people down and they actually arrest like seven guys or six or seven was it six Something yeah, like that. This is a bunch of dudes. They they just they just arrest arrest a bunch of people, including Okonkwo, who has been, by the way, leading the charge of like fuck these yeah, guys. They got to go. Let's kill them. Hey, he's like he's from like moment mm-hmm. one. There goes the neighborhood. <laughs> In a nice turn of events, it's the <laughs> that guy's like let's, let's there goes the neighborhood when the white people move in. But he really is <laughs> like fuck them. They got to go. Not in my backyard. They gotta fucking go. We should kill them. Are you not men? Do you not have fucking dicks and swords? Yeah, and everybody shit? else is like, I, I mean, we should get rid of them, but maybe we should not like, go crazy. He's like, no, we're gonna fucking we're gonna cut their well, heads off. I'm gonna collect their heads. Well, while they're make my wife look at them. While they're arrested, they're like, you know, beaten and just like left oh, chained. Their, their heads get shaved. Heads get shaved. They're like, like a big sign of. Uh, they're shame. they're left just like shackled to like the wall, and they just have to like piss, you know, all over themselves. And it's like completely humiliating. 
Yeah, and that makes Okonkwo extremely angry. The village literally literally has to buy their freedom by providing like hundreds of bags the of 250 shells. bags of cowries. I don't even know what cowries are. I had to, it's, like a, it's, like a shell. it's like a decorative shell. It's like a snail shell that look like little uh, they look like tiny conches. And why does anybody want those? Well, they use them as money, like like wampum, oh, okay. kind of. Like one yam is a hundred calories. <laughs> it's basically. Oh, I see. They're like the pence. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah. Those are the currency. They talk about yams and calories all the time. Like there must be some no. conversion table. The yams Check just the aren't back very your... fungible, so you have to, you know, <laughs> it's hard to carry a bunch of them around. I think if you look at the back of a uh, composition notebook, when it's like how many rods are in a bushel, <laughs> there's how many calories are in a yam. I think it's there too. Should we ask Siri? Oh, there's a rod. That's another. That's a rod is a measurement of distance, which has nothing to do with a bushel. Actually, how many rods are in a furlong? Actually, or how many bushels are in a hogshead? So then they humiliate all these guys. They shave their heads. Which they never really mentioned their hair before, but I guess they had like braids or whatever they had. Yeah, they didn't mention their hair at all. But they shave their heads off. Uh, shave their hair off. Whoa, their heads. whoa, like close yeah. shave. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> too close. <laughs> it's like one of those, like a cheese that, grater razor. That would be barbaric. Oh. No? Yeah, no, I got you. <laughs> so they uh, I think that's Northern Africa. <laughs> oh, it's Berberic. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Barber. Got it. Yeah, there you go. That was an Africa joke. So many terrible puns there. So many choices. <laughs> so Okonkwo is incredibly angry after this, and this is when he's really saying, we have to kill them. Everyone, follow me. We have to fight them. We have to kill them now. But first, let's first, drink a beer. First, first a beer. <laughs> have some palm wine. Take the edge off. Uh, I think Jimmy brought this. I did bring this. I'm very curious about this. Uh, I, it's, I, I know. I, just, I assume it's not going to be differentiated that much from a regular one. But, but mentally, it feels like a different thing. It's like a feta. This is a from Brewery Omegang, the Goat Milk Stout. Beak, is it Beekman 1802 Goat Milk Stout? Is it from Beekman's World? Yeah. It's really weird. <laughs> Beekman 1802 and Brewery... Oh, okay. <laughs> Beekman 1802 is, is a farm upstate near Brewery Omegang. Well, they're in Cooperstown. That's where Omegang is. Omegang, whatever you say. And they use goat milk stout. uses non-fermentable sugars found naturally in milk to create a full-bodied beer with rich maltiness. Subtle roastiness, gentle bitterness, and a light touch of sweetness. With hints of goat. Pull up a chair, have a seat at our table, and be a bad boy. It does not say it. Doesn't, it doesn't say the last part, but <laughs> <laughs> ram it down your throat. Ew! They really got your goat. <laughs> so goat cheese is a thing not everybody likes, though they should, because goat cheese is goddamn delicious. Is feta goat cheese? I don't think feta is necessarily goat cheese. Goat know. cheese is like mad soft. It's like toothpaste. You know, just kind of like <laughs> comes out. <laughs> Depends how the goat feels. You know, it just kind of jizzes onto your cracker or whatever. <laughs> it Depends how excited you get the goat. It tastes like a stout. I can't tell between like a, a cow milk stout and a goat milk stout. I don't fucking know. It's about the lactose. That's really what they're describing there. Because uh, beer yeast can't digi- cannot digest lactose. Is it lactose intolerant? Exactly. So can they di- digest the goat milk? No. Not the, lact- the lactose is the sugar. Because I've heard the that rest s- of it some, people who are lactose, some people who are lactose intolerant can have goat milk. Some, oh. Not all of them, but some. Well, you know what? I'm... Totally was making shit up before, pretending I knew. No, oh, okay. I, I could be wrong. You looked real confident, so I went Well, with I just assume, like, it's fucking milk and that's lactose. Yeah, I'm sure it's similar, but, I mean, it really depends on the person. Some people probably are fine. Well, some like, people shit like blood. like 20% of people can actually, adults can actually digest milk or something like that in the world? Or it's a smaller percent than you would think. Like, all of us can do it as children, then we outgrow it. Speaking of which, 
on Colbert last night. He did a segment about you mean this four months ago. Yeah, exactly four months ago. So well, last night, four months ago, into the future. <laughs> <laughs> so he did a segment about these white supremacists who are like doing this thing where at rallies they chug gallons of milk because <laughs> because it's the thing where well white people can digest milk, that's so that's what, what we're going to do. And his joke was, I guess. Uh, Tolerance for lactose is the only tolerance that they have. Ooh. <laughs> it, was, it was a good joke. Yeah. <laughs> That's the, super weird and kind of disgusting. Yeah, totally gross. They just and fart and are racist. <laughs> uh, they, all, they all get the fucking runs. <laughs> Man, my robes are soiled. <laughs> That's what they do. I don't know what they so Okonkwo is incredibly angry, and this is where he's trying to tell everyone, we have to kill them. We need to get rid of them now. Will you please follow me? Will you follow me? Let's do this now. And then one of the... Uh, Okay, I don't quite remember what happens at this point. A whole the bunch government of, sends one like, guy, right? It's like a couple of them, it but sends one a couple. guy's really mouthy. Yeah, and Okonkwo kills kills one of the group. Fucking one shot beheads the dude, right? With a machete, he's like, "Fuck you!" He's like, <laughs> "He's like whammy, <laughs> <laughs> whammy!" With a single cut. <laughs> yep, that dude's, yep. Okay. That dude's fucked up. Kills them because he's so angry, but. Okonkwo knows that the rest of the people of the village are not following him because they let all the other guys get go away, uh, escape. Yeah, they didn't just kill the rest of them. They're just like, dude, not cool. We talked about this. <laughs> yeah, this so, is not the first time. And so he is—he knows how bad this is going to be because when the other government messengers get away, it means that they're going to go tell everyone. And you know, Those snitches will not get stitches. It turns out. Yeah, mm-hmm. they didn't have stitches back then. You know, they just, you, you everyone just died. Just died. <laughs> Maybe you got a leech. And so the government sends a whole, not regiment, but a whole, group of, a whole group of, I don't know, soldiers and police dudes or whatever down to Okonkwo's village. And they're like, where's Okonkwo? Where's Okonkwo? And he's like, he's not here. Where's Okonkwo? Oh, he's not here. He's over there. We'll bring you to him. Yeah. We need your help, actually. And Okonkwo has, they find him and he has hung himself, hanged himself. And he uh, was also hung. He was well hung. <laughs> and he, now he's been well hanged. <laughs> God damn it! Every time, every he time was, we talk about hanging, he was ha- he was hanging he was hanging up there, but his dick was still touching the floor. <laughs> but it's easy to walk right into it when it's hanging down that low, Nate. <laughs> and the villagers elders are like, "Oh, perfect timing. We can't touch him. He's he's like anathema to us now. We have to like he's disgusting. We can't touch him. We have to put him in the evil forest next to the Christians. <laughs> and they're and like the twins. Can you like cut him down for us? Just lop off that big dick and just get rid of him. And they're like, all right. That's not cool. There's no justice for us. And there was a scene earlier in the book, or it's mentioned, there's a, a guy, you know, there's a lot of foreshadowing. This is, I think, why this book is taught in high schools and so often. There's a part of a guy who, like, fails his family or something like that, and he kills himself. And then they talk about what a, how he's not a man, how he has failed, and how he can't be touched now, and he's disgusting and whatever. And that's exactly what happens to Okonkwo, even though... All he's trying to do is be the upright man of his village. There's a ton of <laughs> foreshadowing. And this was the question I got right in ninth grade. I was like, what is the symbolism of the death of Okonkwo? I was like, hanging brain. It's the, it's the death of the culture. She was like, yeah. I was like, I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> see, you, see you in four years. <laughs> print that diploma right now. And then they take him down and they hang him and they throw him in the woods or whatever and and they're led and they 
the Europeans are led by this dude. It's like, this will make an interesting entry into the Encyclopedia Britannica no, in I'm the, writing. In, I'm going to write one paragraph in yeah. my book called How I Conquered the subjugation of, the, whatever. of yeah. the Tribes of Southern Nigeria. Or Yeah. It's like pretty oh. much yeah. That's that's basically. What and it's it was. like we relegated this entire man's life to a throwaway paragraph in some guy. It's like cool. Well, I think that's what Achebe was kind of writing in response to. Yeah, I'm sure similar sorts of things happened often. You know, yeah, well, they would just like put down an entire people and be like, and then we did this, and now there's civilization. And there were some uppity people living in this jungle. They had to be forced to fear the sword. Yeah. So this book was written in the 1950s, which is when Nigeria was first uh, either about to get its independence. So it, most, after yeah. about a century of being ruled by the British. At this point, in 1950, like pretty much all of Africa, except for like Egypt and so, South Africa, so, were yeah, still for sure. colonies. This, this is when, so, the, so right after World War II, this is when a lot of African countries are going to start working on or working towards getting their independence. And I think the neighboring country of Ghana had only just become independent, but Nigeria is clearly like on that path, and like independence is definitely something everyone on the continent is talking about. But so uh, Chinua Ochebe, he's writing the book at this time when they're about to. It's about to be the end of imperialism, but he's writing about the very beginning of imperialism, like the end of the native culture or the Igbo culture. I don't know if native is even the right word for it. The indigenous. Indigenous. indigenous culture, I guess you could say. So in the 50s, he was writing about exactly 100 years ago. When he was writing about stories they had heard and things that he had learned about the, you know, the indigenous culture, even though that had kind of been gone or mostly gone for about 100 years. Hmm. So it was an interesting message at the time for starting new and trying to do something new. But, the, but I also kind of noticed that he didn't per, try to portray the Igbo as a... Uh, as like totally peaceful and enlightened and, and, you know, I'm sure it would, it could be, could have been tempting to portray things as just so good. And then when the, and when the uh, uh, imperialism comes in, it just totally ruins everything. And instead he showed like the sort of a more accurate portrayal of indigenous culture, which had its, had its good parts, but then was also definitely some not good parts. Right. It's totally cool in this culture to beat your wife and expose your twins to death. But everybody kind of, this is what they, this is mm-hmm. what it is. And I think part well, of that is... It's still okay to beat your wife in the 50s in white countries, too. But I think, uh, he, I think what, uh, maybe what he's saying is like, because part, part of colonialism and imperialism is saying that like some cultures are superior to others. And maybe what he's saying is that they're not actually necessarily superior. It's different. They're just shitty in their own unique way. You know, like the, because you read the Igbo part of the book and you're like, man, that is fucked up. There's like the women who just hope to one day not have a child that is stillborn. And every time they do, they have to like fucking disfigure the baby and throw it in the woods and never talk about it again. And they're like, yeah, that's that's not cool. And the village oracle decides that that child that we basically kidnapped to live with us, oh, we just have to go kill him now. Yeah. Like that's dark and awful shit. But then you have, you know, the obvious, I mean, we all know, hopefully, about the horrific elements of colonialism where they're like, and we have now, our law applies to you now. And we're going to wipe out anyone who disagrees. And yeah, it's mm-hmm. fucked up. And and that's like a part that we learn a lot about in college and, and learn, you know, whatever. If you study these things. But I, I do I do actually like that he did not 
make he showed it like warts and all. Like mm-hmm. it yeah. was not perfect. And I think that's I think that might have been part of it. Like not to say like one culture is better or worse than the other, but it's like they're all fucking weird and have their things about them and and maybe comparing them is, is like apples and oranges or yams and sweet potatoes. Like you can't really compare them. <laughs> you can compare yams. I think and those potatoes. you can compare. I think those are but, pretty But bare. if you do you're but they're like completely different things, yams and sweet potatoes. Like sweet potatoes are from like No. I mean, I they're think totally they're totally different things. I don't think they're totally different. I think they're both very sort of like, you know, brownish red potatoes. And also like in, the, in the scheme Orange. of in the scheme of all things Orange. in the world, apples and oranges are quite similar. They're fruit. Be like comparing apples and skateboards and the theory of relativity. <laughs> <laughs> or skateboards, yeah. Indeed. So is Okonkwo a bitch? Fifty fifty, I say. Because all he wants to do is not be a bitch, but he's also fucking stupid. And he's blinded by his ambition and his shame and insecurity, and he just falls into these bitch traps laid by the white man. I and agree his, with that. And himself. Oh, yeah. Well, there's a line in the book um, about Okonkwo. It's about him, like, raising his kid. Living fire begets cold, impotent ash. There's a line. Like, his whole life mm-hmm. was about, like, I'm strong, and I'm fucking fiery and do whatever. And then everything he left was dead and... But like his whole life was about like I'm doing this thing, but like being so angry and so so powerful, self sabotaging. He he destroyed himself, yeah, and all his people. And well, yeah, yeah. You cut off the messenger's head; it's gonna fuck up your village. That will. But we didn't get. To, I mean, is he a bitch? Mm, I, would I say, guess not. I would say he's not a bitch, but he's definitely he acts like a bitch. His pride was his downfall. Uh, hubris, yeah, would be the word, right? Mm-hmm. I think he was a misguided. He was Jewish man. Hubris. It's huge bris. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, my favorite part of the book. They made his foreskin into a hat. <laughs> a schlongbrero. <laughs> uh, my favorite part of the book was with the messenger who's the translator who comes from another village. So, like, most of the words translate, but for whatever reason, there's one word that just keeps getting translated as my buttocks. Yes. <laughs> 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 like instead of something like my my leader or whatever's like my buttocks wants to do this and they're like what about your buttocks and they just laugh at him <laughs> that was the funniest part of the book and I just feel like you should mention that because what a bummer the book is at the end <laughs> they managed to slip in a butt joke it's, it's a butt joke in there yeah so I understand why kids you know why do they make kids read this book so I, this is the second time I've read this book in the last like six years or so and I tried to read it in high school but I just was not able to do it or willing to do it and I Sparks noted through it. This is a short book with very simple declarative sentences most of the time. Did he write it in English or did he write it in something else? That's a good question. I, don't, I think it was written in English, actually. I do not know. I mean, it's an it's mean, English it, colony, so I have to imagine um, he sure, probably wrote I'm it sure in he English. spoke. I mean, he wrote until he, he died only a couple of years ago. He was writing books consistently. Hmm. I think he wrote in English, but I don't know for sure. Nate will find out for us. No, I, I don't know. It doesn't really say here. I mean, I, it was first, it was first published by, uh, by in the U.K., that's right. where yeah. it was first so published. So it was published in English. Okay. It's a simple thing that like kids can read it and understand the plot. But it wasn't that, first published in the UK, but it was published soon after in the UK. So let's assume. Yeah, uh, I, mm-hmm. I assume in English. But they, they, it's, it's written in a language that, language at least English, on the okay. surface level, kids can understand this. You know, if you're not you a great reader, you can follow the plot. It's also short. It's like 200 pages or 190 pages or something like that. And you can get it. There's only a handful of important characters. It's not a difficult book, but it's the kind of thing you really can't appreciate 
until you have a lot more knowledge about history and about literary techniques. Like there's a lot of foreshadowing in it. And there's a lot of stuff we could talk about. Like there's the, the marketplace scenes. Like there's one in the early in the book and one later in the book. Those are like really important scenes about showing the change in the society and stuff like that. That kind of bookend the, the story of Aconquo that a kid won't really connect unless they're a very, very astute reader. But because it's a short and easy to read quote unquote book, it's like every, you know, 50% of kids in the country read this book in high school. And it's also by you know, an African author, so you can't just make them read Mark Twain all the time. Yeah. But I think it's kind of wasted on kids. Like They just are not able to appreciate it for the most part. Maybe it's a good book to read once when you're young and once when you're old. I could see that. You know, it's like a book that you definitely... I mean, probably every, any book is worth... You know, most books are... If you're going to reread them, you, know, you need some more time to make it worthwhile to reread it. But this one... Um, you just need so much information to make it worth reading it. Reading it as a kid the first time, it's ch- the, the challenge is going to be, how do you pronounce this guy's name? And I remember my high school English teacher being like, I think it's Okonkowo, children. And, they were, like, and they'd be like, I think it's pronounced Ikumafuna. And they'd be like, all right, whatever. You're the teacher. Who the fuck was it? Okonkowo. Uh, the stupid teacher I had. Yeah. I don't know. Who should read it? I think everyone should read it. Yeah, I mean, uh, I didn't read it in high school. I read it for the first time last week. I thought it was interesting. Does everyone have to read it? I don't know. I think everyone who reads should read it. It's an easy one. So about 2% of the country. I think everyone everyone should read it, but the people who read should definitely read it because they're the ones who are going to. Fair enough. Half this country is not going to read this book. Half? 99%. Half the people will refuse to read this book. The other half will not read the book. Right. Well, tell us what you thought. Send us an email to drunkguysbookclub at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at drunkguysbc, as in book club. Or go to Facebook and Instagram at drunkguysbookclub. And we are now part of the Hopped Up Network. Because we're hopped up. On, uh, on beer. about <laughs> beer, yeah. So if you're interested in other podcasts about beer, please check them out. There's links on our website. Thanks for listening. <laughs>